Hey friend, feel like you're already at capacity or worse spilling over as you go throughout your day, just like a pool that's filled to the brim. Every cannonball that comes its way sends water in every direction, leaving the water level constantly changing. The same thing happens when you're at capacity or in deficit, especially in regards to your time. That next demand or request on your time just might make a big mess all around because you are filled to overflowing and your nervous system is dysregulated. God did not design us to live that way. My guest today, Master Coach Michelle Grosser, is my go-to girl for how to regulate your mind and body so you can increase your capacity to hold more of the big, beautiful life God has given you. Because the alternative is to constantly live in a state of dysregulation. Michelle is a mom of two, a lawyer turned life coach, and host of the Calm Mom podcast. By teaching women how to access their mind-body connection, she helps them heal and grow through things like self-doubt, burnout, and setting healthy boundaries, so you can rediscover the deep joys of life and what you are called to in this season. Come jump on in with us in today's episode. I promise the water is nice. And then afterwards, I'll share today's community question so you can come join the conversation over in the free Redeem Her Time community. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Well, hello, Michelle. I am so excited to welcome you to the Redeemer Time podcast. You and I have got to spend quite a bit of time hanging out together in a mastermind that we did recently, but my audience is probably just getting to meet you for the first time. So let's start off. Tell us about you and who and what fills your time in this season of life uh, and like how you've developed a passion for what you're doing to help Christian women. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here too. Um, my name is Michelle Grosser and I am a mom. I'm a wife. I have two daughters. They're six and four. And I am, I'm wearing a lot of hats these days. Um, this season of life has been so full of beautiful transitions and really, really just trying to submit, I think, to where uh, God is taking me. And I've been practicing law for the last 
12 years, uh, mostly full-time. And then about two years ago, I really transitioned to doing coaching for moms um, mid-pandemic, like a lot of people listening, you guys probably felt like you just had more time and a different rhythm and an ability to kind of assess and think and realize and grow in different awareness of what was going on around us. And I just found that so many women, particularly moms, particularly moms of younger children, were just really in a season of of struggle. And it's like, now we're homeschooling or our kids are home or we're spending more time with our spouses and that's changing the dynamic. And I just felt such a strong call to be um, part of that space and conversation and and really create a platform to help equip and empower um, these women as they carried out you know their roles in, in motherhood and, and around the home and in their businesses. So I became a master coach and a nervous system expert. And now that's a lot of the work that I'm doing. Uh, my husband and I also pastor a church here in Miami where we live. And that is also growing and evolving as they do, as healthy things do, right? So we're spending um, some good time there and growing midweek ministries and uh, finding ways to do all of these things and walk in all of these different callings while really protecting the things that are important to us and not sacrificing um, our priorities. So a lot of, a lot of balancing acts going on in this season of life and a lot of, um, I guess, trust and big faith. Isn't that always the best way to live, right? <laughs> trust and big faith. <laughs> I don't know how people do life without that, right? Without the Lord. I'm like, really? Well, it's it's hard enough as it is, you know, and we have someone that we can totally lean and trust on, not just in the hard times, but in even in, you know, the ordinary times and the amazing times. Yeah. And yeah, I love that. And I don't know if you guys can hear this, but I can, I told Michelle this earlier, like I can hear her smile when she talks about what she does, even though, you know, right now you're just listening audibly, but I bet you could hear like the smile and like the joy that was coming out when she thinks about the things that God has called her to. And, and I love that Michelle, because that's what we focus on here is not just doing things just to check boxes, right? Not doing things because, it's an obligation that we think we have to fulfill or an expectation that someone else has of us. Right. Or even, you know, just, just reacting to all the distractions in our life, but it really is what God has put in us and what he has uniquely called us to pour out on his behalf. And so on here, we talk a lot about like getting clear on what that looks like in the different areas of our life, which I heard you touch on so many different areas And then we get into like, okay, so how do I make time for this? Right. And and how can we use some tools and systems to like put together a plan? But what I find is so often we like struggle with the execution part of it. And I want to dive into that from your perspective as not only a master coach, but really someone who focuses on the nervous system and the impact that that has, not just on our bodies, but also on our entire life. (laughs) So let's, you know, I like, I want you to kind of like, like, let's talk a little bit about why is this such, why does this come up as an issue for us, especially as busy Christian women? Like, what does it end up costing us? Um, and wh- how does it have this ripple effect into the other areas and relationships in our life? Yeah. Yeah. I think especially as Christian women, Christian moms, Christian, Christian business owners, like all of the things that we do in that realm, I think there's 
this tension, right? It's like the Mary Martha tension. It's like, I, I want to spend time at his feet and in his presence and slow down and be intentional and purposeful with the ways in which I'm showing up. But I also have all this stuff that I've got to get done. And I think we, you know, we kind of live in that tension. And I think if you're a listener to redeem her time, and if you're someone who really resonates with the work that Lissa um, puts out, then, then you're someone who f- finds yourself caught in that, in that tension. Right. And it is being intentional about creating a new way of being. And when we're creating a new way of being, what we're doing is we're actually creating a new neural pathway in our brain. Right. And for a lot of us, myself included, man, our brains have become spectacular experts at being busy and doing things and being efficient And it's this realization that, you know, God created us as human beings and not as human doings. And it's finding ways in which we can walk out those callings that we have and and be productive and be intentional and be purposeful, but also ensure that we're protecting the things that are most important to us, not at the expense of burnout or all these, these other things that hustle culture leads us into. So if you listen to this podcast and you want to be intentional about your time, that's a beautiful awareness. And anytime we're calling or wanting to step into a new pattern and a new way of being, there's really three stages to that. And I think the first two stages, we're all pretty good at, and it's the third stage that we get stuck in. And I want to talk about those really quickly um, with you guys. So we find this, we find, we have this Um, new way of being that we want to do, right? I'm going to be more intentional about my time. I'm going to be more organized in my time. I'm going to ensure that I'm more present. So my family gets all of me. So I can, you know, um, you know, really tithe my time, right. And make sure that I'm spending my first fruits with the Lord in the morning or whatever it is that feels really important for you and how you're wanting to show up. That's a new pattern that you want to create. So step one, when we want to create a new pattern is we really have to just grow in awareness, right? Of what it is that we're doing and where it is that we want to be, right? What is this new way of being that I want to embody? So that's first step. And I always say on my show, but it's that awareness precedes choice, right? We can't do anything about something that we know nothing about. We can't intervene in a world that we can't see. So the fact that you guys are even listening to redeem her time means you have this an awareness, this awareness that there's a different way of doing things, right? There's a way that he's ordered things for us. And we know that when we, when we walk and we live in the order that he puts before us, there's his blessing on it. So we have this awareness of it. And then the next step, and a lot of us are really good at this step too, it's acquiring knowledge, right? I have this awareness that I want to use my time differently. I want to be more present. And now I'm going to go and acquire all of this knowledge so I can go about doing that. So that's where we listen to all the podcasts, right? And we buy all the books and we buy these courses and we 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 fill our minds with all of this information about how we're going to go about doing these things. And that part of it is important. And a lot of us are really good at that part, but it's stepping into step three where most of us get stuck. And that's the part that's taking action, taking action, whether it's big action or little action, but it's actually moving the needle. It's doing the uncomfortable, right? It's actually um, carrying out what we want that new pattern to be that starts to form that new neural pathway. So we have the awareness, we acquire the knowledge, and then we want to make sure that if we're going to see 
change, if we're going to be more present, if we're going to use our time more purposefully, that we're actually taking the steps to do that, the steps that will lead us there. Wow. I mean, I'm taking copious notes over here, you guys. I hope you are too, or you can come back and re-listen to this, but I love those three steps. And I think you are so right. Well, I will say that I think number two is maybe the easiest one because we live in such an information age. It's really easy to just be consumers, right? And and just be like soaking up all this information, you know, podcasts or books or programs or whatever. And there's a place for that. But I love what I've had to grow. And I've actually, I, I struggled um, with the growing in awareness, right? Like I could gather a lot of information, but I needed that awareness first to really, like you said, proceed the choice, right? Because otherwise knowledge isn't useful if it's not actually connected to what that awareness is around yeah. and what change I'm wanting to make, mm. right? Like, how, do you feel like sometimes we, people can jump into step two without doing step one? Do you ever find that happens? I do. And I think, well, a couple of things. One, we actually get a dopamine hit from acquiring knowledge. <laughs> so our bodies, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. So we love to learn new things. We love to share new things we've learned with our spouses and our kids and, uh, you know, on our podcasts and, and call our friends and like, listen, I learned this and read the book. So we actually get a dopamine hit from doing that. So when we're given the option, our nervous system is going to gravitate towards learning new things versus actually putting it into practice. And when we talk about the awareness piece of it, I agree with you. We all are so limited by our own life experience, by our own paradigms, by our own perspective. That's why it's so powerful to work with, you know, someone like Lisa or someone like myself, where you have a third party that can come in and say, Hey, I have a couple, you know, things that I'm noticing here that might be blind spots for you. And it's not that we're doing things wrong or we're oblivious. It's just that every single one of us has certain blind spots. So, you know, bringing in other people that, that we trust, working with coaches, working with, um, you know, even, even part of listening to podcasts like this or reading books is growing in our awareness so that we can, can then decide like, okay, is this serving me and I want to keep doing it? Or is this actually not serving me? And I've only been doing it because I'm so patterned and so conditioned to do it this way. Yeah. And when I'm thinking even about just like from a time perspective, if I jump into step two first and I'm just acquiring knowledge without a purpose attached to it, Mm -hmm. I could just be wasting a lot of time. Right. Um, And not that, you know, it's not fun to learn. Like you said, we actually get the dopamine hit. That's really interesting to me. But when I have an awareness around something and then I am purposely gaining a knowledge around it, because of the fact that I do want to step into step three, which is the taking action like that then makes it that I'm using my time wisely rather than just filling my head with a bunch of useless, you know, information, you know, who knows, maybe someday I'd pull it out, but like, really, did I need to spend that time to to do that? So I can really see how that builds um, and why the awareness is that key part. So let's dive into the taking action part because it here's where it's interesting because there's so many things out there, you know, there's the Enneagram, there's, you know, different personality tests, there's ways to like, look at it. And I know just different ones I'm taken, I've taken, I'm an action taker, mm-hmm. right. But I know that a lot of my listeners, you know, maybe they fall into those buckets or maybe they fall into ones that are not action takers. And yet I feel like because of how, what I know about you and the work you do, you come at it from a little bit different way in it. It's not just about a personality thing. It's about, like you said, these neural pathways that we've developed over time. So 
kind of let's talk a little bit about that as to what maybe are some of the things that keep us from taking action that really are related to those neural pathways versus just, this is my personality and how I am. Yeah, that's such a good question. So I think so often we, and I say we as like Western culture, um, are so obsessed with mindset work and talking about things that we want to do. And we kind of are really comfortable in our heads. Um, And when we do work like traditional talk therapy even right falls into that it's really heady we we love to again learn we love to intellectualize and all of this stuff is is important but the way in which our nervous system actually works the way in which god designed us is only 20% of the nerves in our body run from the head down that means that only 20% of the things that we're thinking and talking about and learning are actually going to have an impact in how we show up, how we perceive the world, the things that we think, the things that we do, the things that we say. The other 80% of our nervous system is called afferent. And that means that those nerves, that messaging actually runs from our body up to our brain. So sometimes when we're trying to do things to be more organized or purposeful or these things that we know that are going to have a huge payoff and we actually really want to do them, but we feel so stuck and we feel like we're really struggling to take that action. It's because we might be focusing on the mindset part of it or the organizational or, you know, the things that we want to do saying affirmations and, and that stuff is important, but it's kind of like a a four to one tug of war, right? If we're not including our bodies and the, the wisdom of our bodies and the things that our bodies are holding, the messaging that our bodies actually sending to our brains, then we're missing so much of it. And we can feel really stuck. I think we can feel, you know, we kind of get in these guilt or shame cycles where it's like, well, I'm just not as motivated as she is, or I'm just not as dis- I'm not disciplined enough. And while there might be some truth to that, a big part of it might just be that she has a much more regulated nervous system than you do where her body is sending messages to her brain that say, Hey, you can, you can take action here. This is safe. This is okay. This is actually good. And that's how we kind of move out of that feeling of being frozen or stuck, which we want to slap labels on as being unmotivated or undisciplined. Um, But it's actually a lot more going on there under the surface. It's kind of like this iceberg idea where we just focus on what we can see and what we're aware of. Um, but there's so much more going on in our bodies beneath the surface that have massive impacts on the action that we can take. Okay. You just said so many amazing things in there. And what one thing that really stood out to me was the 80, 20 principle, right? Which, which applies in so many areas, but who knew knew? there are only 20% goes from the brain down. And yet you're right. We probably spend 80% of our time focusing on like doing all that part and, you know, getting all the knowledge and and having the right, you know, mindset and having, and I love that, you know, yes, there's a piece to that, but we're missing out on so much of, you know, of what it is that we could be doing. And what I'm feeling or what's coming to my mind is just, we often feel this knowing doing gap. And like, now this is making sense to me. Like, yeah, I know what to do. Right. And I know I want to do it, but yet there's this gap between what I know and what I actually do. Um, let me, can I share like this metaphor that's been so helpful for me? So we, we, every single one of us has a capacity, right? 
And um, in this nervous system work, we call it our window of tolerance. So we all have a capacity for the things that we can do each day. We're bound in our bandwidth. We're bound in our time. We're bound in our energy. Like only, only God has, you know, this limitless potential. We're all bound by these things. Right. We all have these limits on our capacity. And when we think of our bodies, like we all want to grow in our capacity. I want to be able to hold more of life, the good and the bad, right? All of that it offers me without it sending me straight into a state of dysregulation and, and burnout, right? And that's a lot of the work that you're doing around being present. Like I want to be able to hold life in a, in a place of presence. And if we think of our bodies, our literal bodies as like a blow up swimming pool that you have in your, in your backyard, you know, when your kids are small, yes. like you just kind of blow it up. So work with okay, me for I'm just a second. Say, my, my 20 year old daughter told me the other day, she wants one of those. So it's not just, <laughs> kids. you don't grow out of these things um, only because we don't have a real one, but anyway, yeah, a great, a great substitute. So great. imagine that your body is this, this swimming pool and all of your life experiences, good and bad. So things that have happened to you from conception, right? Things that happened to you when you were an infant, when you were a young child, as you grew middle school, high school, all these different life experiences. Imagine that they are beach balls being thrown into this pool. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine that when our pool is just overloaded with all of these different life experiences, it's really hard to get around, first of all, and like kind of take a look at these different things. But second, there's no room for more of life to come at you. There's no room for more beach balls to fit in this pool. At some point you're just saturated and you're at capacity. Mm. And I think for a lot of us, it's like, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to have a planner that I actually use and doesn't just sit on my desk after day two, right? Like we have these things that I want to be able to respond when my kids are having a temper tantrum in a way that's not my own temper tantrum, (laughs) or I want to, all of these things that we want to do, but But I think so often we don't have this realization that we're already at capacity. Our nervous system can only handle so much. So life keeps on lifing, right? It's just going to keep coming Mm -hmm. at us. There's nothing we can do about that. But unless we're intentional about how we, uh, one of two things, we either expand the size of the pool to make more space. And that's nervous system work that we can do to actually expand our somatic body to hold more of life. Or we're able to go around from ball to ball and be like, is this still serving me, right? Am I going to keep this in my pool? Or is this something that I'm going to work with the Lord to heal and forgive and release or whatever it is that you're called to do for that particular thing? So you can kind of throw it out of your pool, release it. And that also creates more space for more new, more new life experiences, more, more intentional ways of being to be thrown into your pool and you to be able to operate with space. Um, And for me, when I kind of grasp that image, I'm like, oh, this all makes so much sense. Like there's so many things I want to do. There's so many um, ways in which I want to be and show up, but I just feel like I'm at capacity and it's because I was. Right. Yeah. And then of course, when you're at capacity and then now you're spilling over, um, it's getting all over everybody else too. Right. Like, and 
Yeah. I just was saying to my daughter this morning, you know, when you get bumped, what's inside is what's going to be what spills out. So if your pool is full of, you know, beautiful, great, you know, crystal blue water, um, then that's going to be what splashes out. It refreshes other people. It maybe invites them to come jump in. You know, that's a beautiful thing. But if your pool is full of a lot of muck and a lot of junk and a lot of the nasty, you know, stuff that <laughs> grows on the surface, if you're not caring for it, yep. then that's what's like lopping over the sides and starting to, yeah, get yep. an impact now people even outside of, of yourself. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so here's my question. So if, if, okay. And, and, cause I'm probably more on the head side, right? Like, you know, and, and, and you're not saying there's no place for that, but you know, I, I can do, I can get that part. I can read, I can listen, I can, you know, do that part. I want you to teach us and I'm, I'm taking notes here, a couple of things we can do that would be the a body up type thing, mm. right? Like maybe give us a couple of practical, like what, what would that look like? Because we kind of get the head part, but I don't think we've really been taught like the body up part, um, so maybe like, what are one or two things that we could practically do that would help us to start incorporating more of that part? Mm-hmm. So I think you're so right is that we just haven't been taught, right? It's just not part of what yeah. we what we learn about, about life and going through life. And the thing about our bodies is that they don't, it doesn't speak a verbal language, right? So that's why when we like tell ourselves or tell someone else or our children to calm down, like that rarely ever, <laughs> ever works, right? That usually like, escalates things. Our and body- usually we're yelling, calm down, right? That's not <laughs> okay. Super helpful. Um, so, so we can't tell our bodies what to do. We actually have to show them. And okay. the thing that our body needs most, right? The most foundational thing, the way in which God wired us is our nervous system. Our bodies are constantly looking for this felt sense of safety. So we want to be able to show our bodies that they're safe, that there's security. And once we do that, um, man, then that opens up so much. And it's like, oh, wow, I move about my day so differently. I'm able to carry out the things that I've wanted to do. I'm able to move at a slower pace because I don't need whatever's, whatever distraction the busyness is, is bringing to me. So some ways we can do this and all of these ways are really, um, just, just a new sense of connection to our bodies. So there's three, three, maybe four main ways we connect with our bodies. We do it through movement. We can do it through sound. We can do it through breathing and we can do it through touch. So even just a simple like moment of stillness where we sit in the morning, I love that you talk about, you know, your morning practices and how you have, you know, a scripture and, and we can, we can incorporate as part of our morning practice, like a, a two minute body scan where we're literally just stop starting at the top of our heads and just being intentional and scanning our bodies from the top to the bottom and seeing, you know what, where am I holding tension in my body? Where am I experiencing some sort of pain? Where am I experiencing that my body feels really constricted? Or do I feel kind of like open and loose today? Does my body need, feel like it needs to release energy today? So maybe I need a hit workout or I'm going to go for a run. Or does my body today feel like it really needs just some stillness. And I might just do some stretching today and just starting to notice what is going on in our bodies and connecting to that can really help us to grow our somatic bodies. And then we all want to have practices in our back pocket that really help to regulate our nervous system. And this is what I love to teach women. And what is so powerful is that there's actually three different states to our nervous system. There's the regulated state where we are 
present and we feel calm and compassionate and connected. And when I think of this as a Christian, like when I, when I think of this polyvagal theory to me, when you're in a regulated state, that's when you're really being Holy spirit led. That's when I allow all of the fruits of the spirit to really guide my words, my thoughts and my actions. So that's kind of where we want our home base to be. And life's going to come and we're going to have moments of high, right? Where we're in a sympathetic state and maybe we're feeling anxious or even angry or irritable, or we have moments of lows where we feel burnt out or dissociated or just exhausted. But when we have practices, body-based practices that just take a couple minutes, that can actually help us to return to that centered, regulated state where we're like, okay, I can be present again. I'm not operating too much in the, in the, in the upper zone. I'm not operating too much in the lower zone, but I'm in that window of tolerance within my capacity that I can be spirit led. And a lot of it really is learning what works for your nervous system to get you out of your head and into your body. So you can do things like shaking where you really just shake your body out. And that kind of helps to open things up and move some energy. You can do body tapping where you kind of put your hand into a fist and you just, whatever pressure feels like it's doing it for you, it doesn't have to be too hard, but you just kind of tap all along your arms and your legs and your chest. And this is all just signifying to your body. Like we can pay attention to what's going on in our body and communicate with our body. And it's not just these, you know, swirling, looping, ruminating thoughts that sometimes happen in our heads that keep us stuck from taking the action that we want to take. And there's so many other practices. You could probably just even Google like nervous system regulating practices. Um, but you want to just have a couple that you know are your tried and true that when mm-hmm. I'm feeling really kind of stuck, like I'm not able to take action or I'm feeling really wound up and anxious and that's making me feel stuck. There's things that I can do that can help me return to a space where I do feel spirit led. So the word that's coming to mind, and I think this is synonymous to what you're talking about. So tell me if this is, um, is the word grounding, like where it's kind of bringing you back to the present. Yeah. Is that kind of a, what you're talking about? Okay. Cause I've often heard like, like you should get your feet in the grass, right? Like your feet touching the earth. Right. And I can see now how that is a body up, right? Like I'm exactly. feeling the, my presence in this moment, in this exact place where God has put me in this exact time. I love that from acts, like he has put you in this exact place and exact time. Right. And so, but being present to that instead of yeah. When we're rushing and hurrying and scurrying and whatever, like we're not, it's like our feet aren't even touching the ground. Right. right. So, Yeah. That's, that's really cool. So, okay. So assuming now that I am in this more grounded, like, um, the, you know, the, my home base type thing, how does that help me to now do the things that I want to, to do, right? How does that help bridge that gap so that I'm actually doing things instead of wanting to do things and not. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're in that home base, that regulated spirit led space, what's going on in our bodies is we can actually have full access to all of our mental faculties because when we are dysregulated, so when we're either in this sympathetic state where we're super agitated or on, that's like the quote unquote busy, right? We're just like, go, go, go. If I slow down, it's not going to be safe. I'm so patterned to just go at this speed. Um, that is actually a stress response in response mm-hmm. to something, like something that's experienced over the, over the, over the course of our life. And when we're in that stress response, it really affects, um, our physiology and it affects our brain function. 
And when we're in that stress response, our priority again is safety. So that's when we find that we're always scanning. We worry a lot, right? We go down these Google trails to figure out what's wrong with our left foot or like all these different things. And none of that allows us to act in a way that is intentional or purposeful or present. And the same is true for the opposite. When we find that we, you know, overcompensate and then we're down in this state of either burnout, or again, there's, there's, we're in a trauma response that we find that we're dissociated or we find that we're numbing out. Like these are, we, we, we've placed a label on them like bad habits, right? Like stop just watching eight hours of Netflix at night and get some rest of these things. But that's actually sometimes our body's coping strategy or mechanism for things that are again, going on below the surface in that iceberg. Um, So when we do have these practices that bring us back to home base and this regulated state in our nervous system, we actually have just, just full capacity of our mental faculties where we can then make conscious decisions. Like we hear about the term conscious parenting, right? And it's, it's that same idea. It's like, I want to actually be able to intentionally um, decide how I'm going to show up in this moment. But in order to do that, I need to be seeing clearly. And when we're dysregulated, we're actually not seeing clearly and it can be really frustrating. Um, so that's, that's the power that comes with regulation is that we have access to the parts of our brain that aren't stuck in this stress response, but are actually like, Hey, I, I now can make a choice. This is how I choose to show up. I can follow through on com- my commitments, right? I can reach my goals. I can live in integrity. I can do the things I promised myself and I promised others. I can make time. I can slow down with it feeling safe because I'm regulated. Wow. And I can right now, like I can like physically and mentally take myself back to times in my life when I have been dysregulated. And I remember that feeling. And I remember feeling like it was almost like I was stuck in quicksand yes. and like, I- couldn't move. I couldn't think I couldn't make decisions. I, it was only, it was just like, you know, I only the necessities and yeah, if we're always in that state, um, you know, that, that heightened state, or like you said, even the, the opposite of that, then we're not really able to fully live and, and do these things that God, God has given us capacity to, because these other things are getting in the way. Um, and so oftentimes we think we don't have the time to slow down and get regulated. And yet what I hear you saying is we don't have the time not to, because if we stay in that state, we are going to just continue to waste time, um, you know, uh, and a lot of energy, uh, and, and it not be leading us where we want to go. Right. And this is God's design for our bodies, right? Like we're not meant to live in these dysregulated states. So it's so beautiful how gently he led, he led me to, to um, learning about all this stuff, because I think, I think you say it so perfectly. It's not that we can't, we don't have time or we can't afford to do this. It's, it's actually the opposite. And because of the way in which he designed our bodies, like we're meant to live regulated. We're meant to live from this home base. We're meant to have access to the different parts of our brain that he gave us. We're meant to live spirit, spirit led, right? Without all of these different things kind of blocking our path or interrupting us in ways that don't, that don't serve us. Um, so these practices that we have to kind of come back to regulation, they, they don't take an hour, right? Like he's mm-hmm. created our bodies in that in just a couple minutes, if we're intentional, it's like, all right, I'm feeling this like thing rising up in me where I want to snap at my kids or my husband, or I want to sit on the couch and not plan what I have going on for the week ahead. Um, but I can just, I know that if I take, you know, 60 seconds or 90 seconds right now and do this body-based practice, 
oh man, it's going to be so much better for me, for my family, for everyone around me. I love that. Yeah. And permission to do that, right? Because everyone's going to get a better outcome uh, when we do do that. So I'm thinking about that woman who's listening, who is struggling in this area. She's like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not very often in a regulated state, or I, I find that often I get out of one. What piece of it, what would be one piece of encouragement that you would give to her listening, who really wants to grow in this area and start, start really seeing some changes and being more in a regulated place? Yeah, I think just choosing one practice daily is how I would start. And it doesn't have to be anything complicated. And then just really part of that practice is just growing in awareness of how your body responds. So when I notice that I'm feeling super um, lethargic or unmotivated or undisciplined to do something, first, I'm going to notice that, right? And then instead of judging it or shaming myself or feeling guilty about it, I can actually approach it from a place of curiosity. And I can Mm -hmm. say like, "Hmm, I wonder why, I wonder why I'm not you know, wanting to do whatever it is that that you find yourself stalling and taking action on and then do something about it, right? That's the action part. So instead of just sitting there today, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to walk around the block, right? I'm going to get some sunshine and some fresh air and I'm going to see how I feel when I get back or I'm going to do 30 seconds of jumping jacks and then I'm going to see how I feel after that. And just, it doesn't, it's not complicated. And that's part of what I think people get wrapped up in. They're like, oh, this sounds super complicated. It's really not. Or the opposite, if you find that you're so anxious that you're really, you know, struggling in a certain morning, like, okay, I notice this now, right? I'm not just going, going, going. I notice I'm really struggling with anxiety this morning. um, And I'm going to choose now to do something about it because I have this awareness. So I'm going to have, you know, 10 minutes of stillness this morning. I'm going to drop my kids off and I'm going to, you know, sit with my Bible and I'm going to put my phone in another room and I'm just going to have 10 moments with me and the Lord. And then I'm going to see how I feel. Mm. after that. Right. Or is, and it's all these little things that we just really want to notice what's the before what's the after, and then making that intentional choice of knowing like, Hey, if I commit just a couple of minutes here, it's going to have huge impact, um, throughout, throughout my days, if I'm consistent in these little practices and paying attention to my body. Yeah. And what I love is like, I think you're showing us something I often say is that feelings are are just signposts of what's going on, right? It's a, Hey, pay attention. There's a reason why I'm feeling this, whatever the feeling is. And that doesn't mean that feeling has to dictate everything, but it takes us to where that root is versus just staying in the feeling uh, and staying all there. So, oh my goodness, we could talk all day. And I know we've like just barely scratched the surface and you have so many great resources. So tell us about what you have to offer women who want support around their nervous system and around like how to be more present by staying in that regulated place. And like, where can we find that? Mm, Yeah. So I also host a podcast. It's called the calm mom podcast. And we do such um, foundational work there around regulation of your nervous system. And we bring on great guests. Lisa has been a guest on our podcast. So that's a great place to start. So then you can also, uh, once you're regulated, incorporate all of these great things like time management and being present and all of these other um, things that are so powerful in our life. But first we have to approach it from, from a place of regulation. So that's the Calm Mom podcast. Um, My signature course is called the Calm Mom Academy. Right now it's a 12 week course. We're in the middle of our first cohort. And that is um, a beautiful group of women working through a lot of this uh, stuff that's going on beneath the surface that we spoke about today. So we can choose to show up 
in ways that are powerful and present and aligned. Uh, you can find me on my website is michellegrosser.com and there's a great quiz on there and that'll lead you to um, my social media and all the other places you can hang out with me. But I think the Calm Mom podcast is probably a great place to start. Yes. And I highly recommend the quiz. It's very, um, it, it's very good in raising your awareness of what is my pattern and, and what have my neural pathways been leading me towards for a long time so that you can actually start changing those things. And, you know, here's what I'm hearing, Michelle, like we can, you know, listen to a bunch of things, but really, if we want to take action on something, we need someone outside of us. You know, like you said, we need someone that number one knows maybe, you know, is further down the road in that area and also is not emotionally attached to all of our baggage and our stuff <laughs> and our past failures and our, well, that works for you, but it doesn't work for me. You know, so I want to encourage you guys like to really lean into this. And if you really want to see changes, whether it's in, you know, your regulated state and your nervous system, whether it's in, you know, being present to what matters um, with your life planning and your time management, like dive in and don't just puff up with knowledge but do it around an awareness of what you want to change and then make that choice to do that. So thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing your wisdom with us today. And as a thanks, I want to offer you a little something. So if I could grant one wish around your time, what would you wish for and why? Oh, I love, I love this question. (laughs) I love that you ended this way. I think for me, it's still a practice of being comfortable in the slowness. Um, you know, it's, it's this awareness that I've gained and it's a continued practice for me. I am so comfortable being busy still, right. Being on the go. Like when my feet hit the ground in the morning, I'm ready to run and I'm, I'm feeling like I'm consistently growing and in my pushback against that, because I do want to do all these things that you teach and be more present and use my time purposefully and intentionally. So just continued um, growth, I think, and feeling comfortable in the slowness and the stillness would be my wish. I love that. I love that. Well, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom today and your heart. And I know you're going to bless a lot of my listeners. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Wow. Is Michelle a master at regulating your nervous system or what? Now you know why I called her my go-to girl. Be sure to check out her resources, and I'll link them in the show notes. I don't know about you, but I just took two pages of notes, and I'm guessing that you gleaned a lot of wisdom too. I love that Michelle made implementing what she talked about simple. Just choose one practice to incorporate daily. In your movement, with sound, through breath, or by touch. And then notice... How does your mind and body respond? And get curious about why. So here's today's Redeem Her Time community question. What one practice will you start to incorporate daily to regulate your nervous system? If you already remember, just click on the community app on your phone to come share and get support. And if you're not a member yet, you can head to redeemhertime.com forward slash community and we'll gladly welcome you in. Together, We're living in a regulated state of mind, body, and soul with God. And you just might get to rub shoulders with some amazing women like Michelle and me. Wink, wink. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community, where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. 
follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile. And that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.